So welcome back, welcome back. This is Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and not tea. I am your host, Missy Lewis. Thank you for stopping by. I don't want to confuse anybody. So originally, this episode was supposed to be 30, 35 minutes long. It was supposed to be in conjunction with my last episode, but both of them ran longer than expected. So this episode goes on for about an hour. It is well worth it. Um, it's a lot of good information in there. So the last episode, if you haven't already listened to that, that's COVID-19, Black Mental Health with Akilah Reed. And this is COVID-19, Black Physical Health with Tavia. So sit back and enjoy the episode. You won't be disappointed. Yes, we are connected all right now. All right, so I'm just going to do a brief, like, overview of what this episode is going to be about. So this is a two-part um, episode. The earlier part was um, COVID-19 and how it's affected your mental health. And this part of the episode is going to be COVID-19, how it's affect, or how it can and what we need to do to prevent it affecting our physical, our bodies and stuff like that. And... Also, the numbers that they're putting out as far as African-Americans. If you want to go ahead, I have a guest, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Tavy. And she's been on before. We've done a couple episodes together. Mm-hmm. I think one I did with you has one of the, it's in my top five of the highest views. I think it's the one we did recap of 2019, if I forgot to tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so the, she is a vegan. So we're talking about mental, we're talking about physical health. I'm sorry. Physical health. She's a vegan. I am a struggling pescatarian. <laughs> but yeah, she's a full-on fledged vegan and we're going to go ahead and talk about how the COVID-19 is affecting people of color, brown, black people and is it truth? Is it myth? Is it false? Like facts? You can go ahead and take the floor if you like. Mm, me, myself, I think it's kind of false. But I may be wrong, but in my personal opinion, I kind of think it's false for many reasons. Like, I feel like there's factors that would kind of like, eh, um, factors as in people's access to health care, factors as in um, how our communities, how our community kind of views health in general. And we're not really the type to run to the hospital for health, like, <laughs> in my opinion, Um yeah, so I kind of think it's false because I'm just like, I don't really know a slew of African-Americans who are just running down to go get tested. Like, honestly, like, you know, Black people, they're like, all right, we're going to stay at home, get some robot testing <laughs> and ride it on out. You know what I mean? So I feel like, how are you guys getting the numbers? Like, how do you know that they are, that it's a large majority? So basically, from what I understand mm-hmm. is that they're saying that it's a large number of African-Americans getting it and, ke- and dying from it is what I understood. My thing is, mm-hmm. is, I believe it's, it's true and false. And I believe it's true because mm-hmm. us as African-Americans and the way that the United States is built, we don't have, we will, everything is kind of, we didn't go into generational wealth in order to make sure that we have some type of health care. So back in 2000, between 2005-ish or 2006, 2009, I worked at Target. So I had to decide whether or not I wanted to have enough of my check 
to, so I could pay my bills or if I wanted them to take $200 out in order to get health care. So you have working class people that happen to be black and brown that are making those decisions. And so maybe you won't go to um, the doctor. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I remember when I did have insurance on my parents, the copay was so high. Like I would only go in there if I'm really like on my deathbed. <laughs> and even on my deathbed, I wouldn't even go to the emergency room. I would go straight to urgent. I would just be struggling in urgent care <laughs> and, <laughs> on my last leg. And, that, and, that, so. and that's why I say it's, it's, it's a mix of truth in there. It's a mix of like, this is not, this is not, you know, facts for me. And then for the Surgeon General to come up there and say the things that he said, that's a whole another piece of the pie. Like that irritated my soul because you are clearly a man of color and then you're using these, these tones as mm-hmm. if, it's almost like when you have a Caucasian teacher and they come up to you talking about, yo, what's up, bro? Like, why are you talking like that? You know what I'm saying? Why can't you just say, yeah. you know, our elders in the black community, our elders in the Hispanic community, we need to be doing X, Y, Z. I know y'all love the foods that y'all love, da 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 da, da. But they saying stop smoking, stop drinking. So white people don't smoke and drink? Yeah. I find that, like, I feel like, also, I feel like Americans, like, only us will put a race on it. Like, I don't see France. I didn't see uh, the BBC or whatever, uh, British, what was it? The, I didn't see the U.K., like making press conference and putting race into it i feel like i was like only in america we're so obsessed with race i was like why would they even put a race on it why couldn't they just say oh there's a large uh majority of people still getting it like i feel like race should have never been brought into it and then i also feel like the media is trying to like create fear in people and i feel like they're i feel like they're watching they're watching social media they're watching us on youtube and they're seeing us like oh okay the african-americans they ain't really afraid of it okay let's say they're the ones dying from it to you know to in in night fear in my opinion so you're gonna take that and i agree with you but you also have the other side where when it does come to the african-american uh, the african-american people we mm-hmm. we don't take health as seriously as we should. Like, if I'm gonna be totally honest, because remember me, yeah, and, like we ain't getting tested. So how are y'all getting? No, 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 no. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, we're not getting tested. But at the same time, I'm talking about would you you became a vegan so that way you can be overall healthy and do the things that you want to do as mm-hmm. far as you know longevity in life. But mm-hmm. before, I mean, we know each other a long time. There was times where we was eating all types of stuff, like. We didn't have the, the oh, we yeah. didn't have the proper education, so I can see what he's saying. Yeah. There are people, and you'll have people in your family that be like, "No, nah, I eat pork. I gotta eat pork fats and baby back ribs." And we will, we do eat a lot. Like we do eat a lot of unhealthy things. Like I love soul food, you know what I'm saying? But there's a way to twist it and make it healthy. And there's some mm-hmm. people in our in, in the black community that and it does take education for that because we didn't. I don't know. Yeah, didn't you didn't. Yes, yeah, you you didn't have access. To, I had to go. Mm-hmm. We we it took a while before like you really start thinking about okay maybe I shouldn't eat this or what's in this and how many calories is this and what mm-hmm. what carbo- mm-hmm. what carbohydrates do you use what what do I need proteins and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. no we grew up just surviving just eating I whatever you can eat yeah we didn't count calories yeah what's the purpose, what's the purpose of counting calories all that so I don't like I said there's from my point of view there's a mix of truth in it and then it's just like some some racism in it and some falsehood in it. All mixed up in the pot. Yeah. And also, I feel like they're trying to ignite fear. And also, I feel like they're not saying... Some people are, like, dying from, like, you know, pre-existing conditions. Like, oh, they had um, 
they had diabetes, they had heart disease, they had other issues in their diet and they're elderly. And I feel like they're just slapping, oh, they're like, yeah. And they're just slapping, you know, COVID-19 on it. I was like, which it could have been the fact that really just took them out of there. Cause like maybe they already had pre-existing conditions and then they caught the COVID and it just struck them right on out. I was like, but at other times I feel like, and my thing is like, how accurate are these tests? Like literally sometimes they're like, oh, you got a fever. Uh, come back, like, I'm like, we don't really know that much about the COVID-19 Facts. to like really be like, oh yeah, it's black people getting it. Like what? I don't know. I feel like it's just, I feel like it's propaganda. I feel like they're watching, like if people think that the media and people in power aren't watching social media and watching everything y'all do, come on now. They was like, okay, they ain't really afraid of it, so let's say it's them so they can start being in fear. That's true. And I, I, I do but, believe that it it's propaganda. The news is a lot of propaganda. That's why, you, like, like I've it's, it's propaganda. It, it, and the way they said it, they said it so quick and was running off the, like, literally, they said it so quick and then hit to commercial because they're trying to be quick with it. They're trying to put it out there, put out the fear, and then also trying to, like, sway away from the backlash. That's why they really propped up the black and, you know, oh, look, your brother. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, one of your, one of your own says it's true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, he make it seem he, like was, he was up there looking proper. crazy. I'm sorry. And I'm not even gonna say my thoughts on him right now. Um, I'm just saying I don't think he's an ally because of a lot of things about him. But I'm not even gonna go into that. Um, I'm just all the thing I'm gonna tell people is research these people. Like Ken, all Ken folk and Ken. Folk, <laughs> Everybody like, can't come to the cookout. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody that look like you, you can't know, come to the cookout. You know what I'm saying? It, exactly. Just because you look black, just because you look like my thing is like you gotta look, you gotta research these people. Like, but it's it, but crazy. it's the same. Like, y'all need it's to go a, and pull back. Okay. No, what it's the same thing that they try to do with Chinese people. Because as soon as somebody, I, don't, I can't say who, because you know, but it's just like as soon as they write, it's like, oh, it's come from China. It's like. People, a lot of backlash hit Chinese people. A lot of they, a lot of backlash hit Chinese people that they never knew was coming. That they really, because you know, they, when it comes to Chinese people, I think they kind of stay under the radar. They don't really experience as much as far as like black folks, you know, Arab people. Um, yeah, they, but they, no one talks about there's xenophobia that they heavily practice in their country. Facts, and I'm talking about when, talk, when, I, when you talk about American um, people that are Asian American or whatever. <clears throat> when it comes to rights of anything, they kind of stay under the radar. And then once it starts hitting them, everybody like, oh, look what they're doing. And I'm like, bro, welcome to the party. This has been going on to Arab people, black people, you know what I'm saying? Everybody talking about the immigrants. Welcome to the party. Did you mm-hmm. think you weren't going to get an invite? Sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Sorry. And then I'm t- I feel like when that happened, it wasn't catching fire, you know, like Hunger Games. It wasn't catching fire. So let's throw black folks in it. Since black folk, and we yeah, wasn't, we exactly. wasn't, we, we wasn't coming, we wasn't caping for Asians. We wasn't yeah. caping for the Asians, like you know, they want us to. Like, Ooh, say it louder for so, the people in the back. They thought we was gonna do it, so it's like, oh, they're not doing it. Let's, Let's just, just say, say them right there. I create chaos. They're trying to create chaos, especially around the election. It's coming. It's it's coming close to time to election. They're trying. It's they're trying to create. But chaos. with with That's that being said, because I know I said earlier. Because I, I, I have, I, like I said, there's a whole bunch of true, false, and a whole bunch of racism in the pot when, when we're, this conversation. Um, us as black people, 
we do need to do better. Because, mm. like I said, if you would have caught me 10 years ago, I didn't count calories. I didn't know how much calories. I didn't think about carbohydrates. I just ate food because mm-hmm. we just surviving. And then when I got to a place where I could afford my own food, we just eating Burger King, McDonald's. Like I was just eating, you know what I'm saying? And we need to start mm-hmm. really thinking about what we're eating and putting in our bodies and doing to our bodies. Because let's say what they're saying is ab- absolutely fact. Like black people are just dying, dying, dying. We smoking all the new ports, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We got to, mm-hmm. we got to change the narrative. We got, this is this, we got to make this false. We got to fix ourselves. Exactly. And to be honest, I feel like they over they overcount us. To be honest, because I'm sorry, I've been seeing a lot of obese non-black people walking around here too. Like America in general is obese. Facts, you know what I'm saying. And American general unhealthy relationship with foods. I feel like they're just first of all, I kind of feel like they're not taking no tests now. I feel like they're just going around with the same narrative and using the same old ones and just recycling it. Because I'm just like, nah, we ain't the only one with diabetes. We ain't the only ones with this. We ain't the only ones dying of this. We ain't the only ones with bad food habits. I was like, best believe. I said, America has terrible food habits No, in no, 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 no. And I said- I understand what you're saying, that we, we aren't the only ones with bad, the ones with bad food habits, because uh, I work with a lot of Filipinos. Exactly. When they get old, they love a lot of rice. They a little thick around the edges. Italians, they love their pasta. They get thick when they get older. But the thing is, we're the ones that don't have the economic ability to counteract that. That's why we be we we be. That's why we die early, or we we don't have the the, the healthcare sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like unless you got that grand granddad had a good job. You know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying? Like even in my family, my my great granddad he died at 55, had a heart attack. My dad now is 50. How is he? Like 53, and he has heart problems. That's that that's food, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he, my daddy likes food. I like food. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to change it. Bring it around. Bring it around. Like. Hello. True. Yeah, I was listening, but yeah, that's true. So, my perspective is, uh, it's just propaganda. They trying to create chaos. They trying to ignite fear in us. We ain't afraid. They watching us on media, and they're like, oh, they ain't afraid. Um, yeah. And um, uh, let's just let's just be all funky. America got um a little thing about blaming black people when things go wrong. Facts. Um, Sorry. I want to kind of tell a story, but I don't really want to bring the story up. But there was actually a, um, there was an event, I forgot the name of it, there was an event where something happened in the American government and they got so upset that they just went off and killed, once went to the part of town where the black people live and just killed them. They didn't do anything. They were just upset about something else. But their outlet was to go kill black people. So... Put that not out to mention you got that <laughs> french doctor talking about let's experiment on people in africa and you know why and anybody out there who is not african-american or whatever i'm not we i'm a black woman she's a black woman we just speaking how we feel and what we know it, it, it is what it is like if you feel some type of way i've always asked or in, uh My, if you feel some type of way go go back in history the go back in history but i'm also i always every time i put anything out there opinions and thoughts feelings whatever I've always all, uh, all extend the invite for anybody to come and speak whatever they need to speak because I'm always up mm-hmm. for you know whatever you need to say you know what I'm saying because I'm 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 not I'm not shaky in how exactly. I feel so we can go and talk about it in a non-hostile way so you know what I mean I'll just put that out there yeah but and my thing is like you shouldn't even be triggered some in people the first are place. when they like 
if you don't feel that way, like you shouldn't be triggered. And first of all, there were um, uh, white people who helped out in the civil rights movement. A lot of them. It was a lot of them in the freedom writers and all that who helped and wanted to stop and wanted to end segregation and wanted to end racism in general. It was a lot of them fighting to end um, segregation. I was like, you know, you might be a descendant of one of those. And I was like, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a descendant. They don't have to be your ancestor. If you don't hold those truths and you don't do those things, like you shouldn't be triggered. Like history is history. It happened. But not to admit- not to mention that's my thing it happened and it keeps going and some stuff and there's a lot of injustice that's still going on today you could ignore it if you want to i mean some some people have the privilege to you just know. ignore it because you know it doesn't affect them or whatever the situation may be exactly but but let's just say if you got a skin color who <laughs> you can't ignore it you can't run from it you no. can't wash it off just say. and not to mention sometimes Check they privilege at the door and really look at other people's perspective. Like, like you didn't grow up being followed around in the store for no reason when you just trying to make little ho hos and bomb bombs. That's true. Or don't I? I've been in stores and uh... like you don't grow up to realize that you're black and everybody black to know what I mean. Let that <laughs> sink in. There's a point black realize that you black. You that's crazy because. No, it's crazy. That I, the reason you say that is because I don't want to say my head was in the clouds, but literally, you grew up on a different side of San Diego than I grew up on, and I was like, peace and love, rainbows. I did not really. This is gonna sound crazy, but I was twelve and really didn't understand that I was black. Like I didn't. I didn't really understand I was black mm-hmm. until I was like, like really mm-hmm. think hard about it and become what you want to call it woke, a conscious because. Mm-hmm. And probably until like yeah. seventeen or eighteen, to be honest, like I wasn't thinking about all of that. So it's like there's a lot of black folks out there that be like, "No, you guys are just tripping." Like I'm gonna need you to wake the hell up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up on a different side of town. Um, I went to a different type of school, and they was training you. They let you know you black, and it was like, "Be proud of it." And this is what people did in the past, and this is how people still feel. And be ready and then <laughs> like, even with and i feel like we all need black history growing up i feel like that's what majority kids need they ain't teaching your school you need, teach it at home. you need to teach your kids and teach it especially know? this is the perfect time we in quarantine this is the perfect time to teach your kids real black history and that's exactly. one thing that i've always struck history whatever happens yeah. that's one thing i always strive mm-hmm. to read books and articles and stuff about history even at the age I am now because you don't know everything whatever the situation may be like there's always things to be like if you're not yeah. open to learning you're losing but exactly it's crazy but I also wanted to touch on yeah um, I would be afraid to go back in the past I'm like yeah terrible things happen I was like that's what happened terrible things happen because that's the way of the world Wars, victors, <laughs> victims, everything. So you can't fight it. <laughs> that's what happened. And that's a, that's a lot of people. Uh, I feel like a lot of black people be like, oh, we'll just leave the past in the past. Like, you don't know what happened in the past. Like, I feel like the the essence of. I, I, I don't understand why you have that psychology. Like, it don't make no sense. I was like, because Jewish people, they make people remember the Holocaust woo-woo. and they Thank don't you. forget it. 
they keep that in mind. So that's why we should feel the same way about slavery, about redlining, about everything. Make people remember. I was like, because if you don't, that's why things keep kept happening. Because if you don't be like, this is wrong and it shouldn't ever occur again, and we're going to make sure people remember it so it won't ever occur again, then it'll occur again, but in different ways. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And not to mention, you don't have to be you don't have to be a certain way. race to to look it up. When I talk about history, I, I look up, I, I research Black history, uh, Native American, like real, I, I, the yeah. Holocaust, I've gone in depth. I didn't just stop at fourth grade when they talk about Anne Frank. I've gone in depth and researched about what happened, why this happened, mm-hmm. because, you know what I'm saying? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Like, why not know what happened? You, you can't speak on nothing exactly. if you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And I feel like it's, it does a disservice to us and our ancestors to be like, well, we should just forget about the past. I was like, no, our ancestors died and struggled and lived through terrible, terrible times. I was like, and if they wasn't strong enough, you, we wouldn't be here right now. Could you imagine if they wasn't Bruh. strong? I was like, we don't know what it died. You know, you know what's crazy? So I appreciate them because like they were some strong, they was working from sun up to sundown and still having children still you know every like come on now they have to be strong to live through what they live through to live through it because if they didn't live through it and then let's let's reverse it let's reverse it so if anybody out there who's listening who is if you're caucasian or non-white person think about the fact no we're gonna say caucasian what if the news when they went on the news saying Mm -hmm. all caucasian people are dying the most they're getting it the most and they're spreading it the most imagine how you would feel when you have people looking at you crazy when you walk down the street, people feeling some type of way, Africans in China are being evicted because they're saying, when it started in Wuhan. Like, I, I, I make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? They're being mm-hmm. evicted because they're saying that black people exactly. are carrying it. African, Africans or African Americans, black folks, whatever you want to call it, are, are, are more likely to carry it and pass it and die from it. Imagine if that was, they're saying that. Wish to be a complete lie. Sorry. I don't even know what you just said. I said, "Wish yes. was a complete lie." I was like, "But that's." I'm just gonna. I'm just but gonna I do. Out there. And I'm not saying it's no. I'm just saying we know where it originated well, from, and it's affecting everyone. Like I was like, I don't understand America. Why we got to put race in it? I said they. It's like they going back to their old tactics. Like okay, let's let's blame. And I could have sworn. Like it's. it's and I could have. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I could have sworn, was it the CDC said that in 2015 that no disease or virus should be named after an ethnic race group or anything like that? Like like the Spanish flu? That wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. Like, why are we doing that? Because it starts problems. But you know what I think happened is because even when I would go out and I would see people after when, when the corona and the, the COVID-19 started getting real mm-hmm. bad, I start seeing everybody become more united is what it's saying. Because there was no, there was no race. There was no, it was getting anybody and everybody. You know what I'm saying? It, it had it had no preference. Exactly. So once, I, and what huh? did put a divider? I said, what the media Thank do? You. Put a divider in there. They tried it with the Chinese. It didn't really catch on. We didn't really try to. They we didn't cape for nobody. We was just minding our business, trying to stay safe and stay home. And it's like, all right, well, we know, we know. First of all, we already they already know what they did to us in the past. They already know. It's like, oh well. It's just like, you know, pick up, it's like pick on the people. Pick on, I'd say the little ones, pick on, it's like, oh, we know who to pick on. It's like, you know, this person we always pick on. 
So how can let's we go make, ahead. Pick how on can them. we make this? And we black. know that it would trick other people to divide again, basically. Yeah, because it wasn't working when they did it with the with the Chinese people. And they was like, all right. But they know they have a group of people who will follow them blindly. And if they say black, they say, like, oh, yeah. But so you know what? You know what else just occurred to me? <laughs> Is that you messing with Chinese, you messing with Chinese Americans. Chinese Americans or whatever, or Asian American, what do you want to call them? Chinese Americans, because that's what they're trying to say. They, they were carrying it, whatever. Um, they got a, mm-hmm. China is going to cape for them. China got their back. They fly back and forth all the time. Us as mm-hmm. black people, Africa don't have our back. I'm not trying to be mean, but they're not going to come. Like, you can't mess with these, the, the Arabs mm-hmm. here. They got Arab countries over there that they do business with. You think you about to just mess? We don't, and I've I, I seen this and I heard this somewhere else or whatever. But it's the truth. Yeah, we're ch- they pick on, on the little guy who doesn't have anybody to back They know nobody's going to protect them. Exactly. And the thing is, they're the ones that's brought us over here and they made sure. And then honestly, I hate to say it sometimes, and honestly, back in the day, first of all, this is history. I read about it. They will go to other countries and badmouth us and say all kinds of stuff that's not true. I was like, just to ensure the, the divide, the split, just to make sure. I was, it's oppression. Yeah, I can understand that, but I don't want to get away from. Huh? But people, can, yeah. But I don't want to lose the reality because even they're trying to, even though they're trying to spin this narrative, and I've seen Caucasian cases where they like, my husband just died from COVID nineteen. I've seen black cases. I'm not seeing. I don't know. I'm, and they're saying this in Detroit, it's in Chicago, but at the same time, I don't want to get away from the fact that us as black people, we are, we are, we do, we are staggering rates that hypertension blood pressure high blood pressure diabetes mm-hmm. and stuff like that that's we get to the point where sometimes somebody in your family would get diabetes and they'll just act like oh you just got diabetes or you just high, yeah. have high blood pressure it's not okay like that's yeah it's not okay i understand that and i also understand like to me i feel like us having the pre-existing conditions that's true we all know this i was like and i feel like like I, I I did a lot of research on Michelle Obama and she really did a lot to um, edu- educate um, a lot of people, minorities. Well, she educated everyone, especially, you know, in the black communities about food and about uh, nutrition education, basically. I said, like, but I feel like it's pre-existing conditions. I was like, but added on with COVID-19, yeah, that would take anybody out. And I said, that could go the same for other races of people. They probably had pre-existing conditions. And then COVID-19 is like that strong shot to take you right on out. Just like people who were recovering from COVID-19 probably didn't have pre-existing conditions or probably and lived a healthier life. They're in like 20s and 30s that are recovering. If you're 50 and you're 60. Mm-hmm. And you have pre-existing conditions. Like, yeah, this thing will probably take you right on out. That's my thing. Facts. But I just. But America's so obsessed with race, and it's like they really like to pick on the little guy. And we know that for a fact. I said, because they could have gone to war with many different countries, but they know who to go to war with. Like, they know. And I mean, like, honestly, okay. they, they, they didn't want to keep on spending the news. They had to find something to talk about because they want to keep spending the news talking about China. We got so. If you look on the back of anything you got, anybody listen to this. If you look on the back of anything you got at your house, no matter what it is, some type of object ornament, it's gonna say "Made in China." Mm-hmm. They don't want to mess up their deal with China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
but they still want to keep the chaos up. So they was like, all right. I was like, okay, let's just blame people we always blame. And we'll just pay somebody, you know, that's been <laughs> Uncle Tom's since forever. Let's get Uncle Tom, pop him up in there as our little prop, and then boom. All we got to do is pay him off, pay him a little money. And let's not forget, um, it was Africans in Africa that sold their people to the Europeans into slavery and brought them over here. Um, to their defense, they probably were thinking that the slavery that they were selling them to was the same type of slavery that they practiced in Africa, which was nothing like what they do in America. Um, should I explain it or not? We ain't gonna go there. Too long. But basically, yeah. So let's not forget about that. And that was that was only some. That wasn't all. Not to mention that. Um, yeah, not not to mention. That Nobody, and even if, okay, so so let's say you're trying to make somebody your slave. Nobody told you to feed babies to crocodiles. Nobody told you to rape little girls. Nobody told you to beat men and sodomize them, because they used to they sodomize grown men. Like, there's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. If you were trying to make them your slave, okay, pick cunt, whatever. I'm not saying it's no big deal, but they added, no, they took the knife, (laughs) stabbed you, and twisted that motherfucker, like selling your kids. Like, it was just... So they can, people, people. Yeah, slavery, the practice of slavery in America was totally different than any practice of indentured servitude in any other country. Like they really revolutionized evilness. Breaking you, cutting off limbs. Like, so I don't want nobody to ever think, well, all the black people sold them. Okay, yeah, I was sold. Some of them, some, not all. Some, because after a while, Mm -hmm. they just start running over there and getting them themselves. So, um, so don't think like, oh, well, they sold them, so it's their fault. No, you selling people. You. No, it's not their fault at all. No, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. What was you about somebody's to say? behavior. So, oh dang. So you doing that? It has nothing to do with the behavior of you, uh, feeding babies to crocodiles and stuff. Like, no, like that, that doesn't wipe your slate clean because you mm-hmm. some black people, you know, no. No, and it, and think about it. Okay. I'm just going to explain it. So slavery, the way it was practiced in Africa, because one, um, in Africa, there was, there's a whole bunch of tribes, basically. You know, just like you walk like two blocks, they, they speak a different language in a different region, different tribes. And what do tribes do? They war with each other. The Native Americans of California, they did the same thing. They were tribes. They warred with each other. You know, same thing with all people in different continents. So in Africa, the way they practiced slavery was um, when they were war with other tribes, whether it be for food, uh, mostly for food, territory, land, or just to absorb other people to make their tribe bigger. Um, when they did slavery, like prisoners of war, those slaves would become members of their family. Like they would, you know, do jobs for them. Um, they would work as um, indentured servants. But after a while, they would become a member of the family, as in they would get their own hut. They would be able to marry their owner's daughter, and they would no longer be a slave. They would just be incorporated into their tribe. And you can and you, know you can find that out if you if you because. Uh, like a month ago, I watched mm-hmm. the whole. I watched Roots again, but they they redid it or whatever. It's the same thing as as the original one, but they redid it. it will it goes? Yeah. I like the fact that it really goes into depth. Or maybe the first one I wasn't paying attention, but it really goes into depth as in how that happened and the, the different tribes warring with each other. But by no means did they ever think that what they mm-hmm. were doing, what they them by them negotiating with the Europeans or selling them, that they never thought that what they were doing was going to be that bad. They yeah, it didn't understand the concept. Yeah, because that was their concept of slavery. So they're coming from their concept 
their concept of slavery was like you come in you do um some work for them but you eventually become a member of their tribe like you become a member of their tribe you marry their daughter you get your own hut like you don't live as a slave forever and it's nothing like what was done in america so in their mind they're thinking okay prisoners of war we're gonna sell y'all into slavery you're gonna eventually become a member of their tribe you know things like that but that wasn't the case how are they supposed to know what was gonna go down in the america and if you, you know if you watch the movie which was crazy because I, I don't i think they went more into depth about when they they talk about the, the first part before they you know captured kuta and all that type of stuff the one of the guys that actually captured Kunta mm. when he went to go do whatever he was doing. He didn't want to talk to, talk to his daddy or whatever. The guy that was actually captured him and was trying to sell him actually ended up being on the boat himself. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because I feel like they didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't know that was going to happen. So, But I was just saying, just like that Surgeon General, <laughs> he don't know what he's doing. Facts. You know what no, I'm just saying, like he, he just no, brought serious, it full he circle. He's it's just the like, didn't know that they were selling. Yeah, they, he didn't. He don't really know that he's selling out his people for their destruction. He don't know that. He don't know that he's creating chaos for their destruction. He doesn't know that. And that's I don't. That's the sad part. You see what I'm saying, just like after getting the different type, he's like he's thinking. Oh, I'm looking out for my people and letting them know to be safe and to stop doing this and stop doing that. But he don't know it's creating chaos. He don't know it's creating xenophobia all around the world. Like, you know, he's not looking at the big picture. He think he's he think he's doing something good, but he's not. Just like the Africans, they didn't think nothing was wrong with selling them to the Europeans because they thought their slave, they practiced slavery was gonna be the same as theirs. As in, they become a member of the tribe and they're not gonna be slaves forever, and they ain't gonna be the type of slaves that they had in America. Mm-hmm. So, he don't know what he's doing, but my thing is, like, he should know his history and he should know it don't make no sense for you to not know how people operate. <laughs> like, bro. But all folk ain't, all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's what I'm trying to I just, like, I just, I don't even know. It, mass hysteria yet again for black folks like but the thing is they creating a xenophobia and I'm like I said all they want to do is create just a divide because everybody was coming together helping out and they was like oh uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. and I was like and they know who to pick on they was like you know because sad thing to say people could all come together and not like black people like all races all national mm. they come together <laughs> they come together and let's just let's just uh let's just um you know call spade a spade they can all come together and be like yeah mm-hmm. just like you see a, a black guy being beat by the police for no reason like literally just getting beat and you can see men of all and people of all different races saying well what did he do like uh, and then on top black, of that if he if he's already if he's not being probably like if he's not being aggressive you know and you've already subdued him if he was being aggressive why continue to beat him if you're not the judge or the jury take him to jail but people don't see it like that like they don't have they have no um there's no no because they're desensitized to um to our abuse and it's sad some that's why sometimes i can't watch it because you could become desensitized. Like, why am I desensitized to like? First, it used to make me angry, and then it's just like, 
Because sometimes I feel like, well, what can we do? Like, what can we do? Like, what are we, what are we doing to stop this? And it's just like, I don't know. And I feel like we need a leader. We need like another leader. We need a man, like a strong black man to just come up and just really, we need more Malcolm X's in the world come back. Because if, if we don't put, not, I wouldn't say fear, but if we don't put repercussions on people when they do, when they do us wrong or do stuff to us wrong, just like my Martin Luther King did by he's like, all right, we ain't gonna use your buses no more because you want to make us sit in the back. You want to beat on us when we don't feel like sitting in the back, like you know. And they lost money. It's like if they feel like there's no repercussions. But that takes, and it, like I said, it. I grew up. I didn't really understand that I was black until or understand the, my blackness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, that's yeah, for you not to be too, in touch like, with who you are, for you not to be in touch. They don't who you are and they know the history it's like how you just omit that out of history that's what I'm saying like that the reason why we have so much issue is because a lot of people Mm -hmm. never get in touch with who they are and it really it it irritates me I'm not gonna lie it irritates my soul for society that wasn't even created for us no I'm saying it just irritates my soul for me to be in a a conversation with a a African-American woman or African-American man black man whatever a black woman and them not really know themselves and it sounds like I'm being an a-hole, but you have to know your history. You have to know yourself. You are a black person. You are African-American. So if you don't really know yourself, and let's say with the situation that happened with Monique, with Netflix, people was like, oh, I'm still watching Netflix. I'm still watching Netflix. But back in the day, had that happened, you know what I'm saying? It would it would have, no, shut that down. Uh-uh. And we would have all done it. But because we don't know our history and we're not, we don't know ourselves and we don't love ourselves mm-hmm. like we should. We don't love our skin. We don't love our nose. We don't love our hips or whatever you want to call it. That's the reason why we're so busy. No, I'm not going to do that because it's going to, I don't want to, basically, I don't want to disrupt NASA. I said, I, yeah, I just said it and I don't care. Like that, that is how exactly. I feel. Like people, we don't have enough backbone. We don't have anybody that's willing it's to go not- the extra mile and, and get a uh, hose down water hose and chased by dogs. Mm-hmm. We ain't about that life no more. We just so we got beat into submission. We got beat and subdued exactly. to the ground, and we just doing whatever mass society right now. We ain't really free. We free physically, but we ain't free mentally. No, we're not. And a lot of them, I'm sorry, I hate to say, it, a lot of them try to conform, and they practice this. I call it individuality, and not the collective. Which it makes no sense to me because, like, it makes it's no benefit for us to think as individuals. As in, you, I feel like you still think you, sh- you still should think as an individual, but at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, oh, uh, yeah, that's why Jewish people have took over, they have taken over New York and gentrified I, it. Yeah, that's race, why. Yes, they think of it as a collective. Because a collective community. And the thing is, it doesn't help us to be, to have this solo individuals oh well I'm not a pookie and I'm not a ray ray I'm not this and I'm not it doesn't matter when a cop pull you over you still black we still share the same skin and we still share the same discrimination don't matter if you got a PhD or if you got a high school GED you know what I'm saying it doesn't matter you could get treated the same exact way we saw videos of it and then later on they said he's a PhD he's a doctor and they beat the mess out of him I was like because he was still black and I was like, the thing is, that's, they think that this, that's not going to help you escape. Like, sometimes I feel I'm like, do people understand? Like, your skin color. And then, but the, the thing about it is you have a lot, of, a lot of black, like, but you, but, but yeah, get your, 
Communication, get do what you want to do, but stop thinking as an individual. Like if we stop thinking as an individual and work on the collective, but you have a lot of people that try we'll be to be better off. They, if, like you said, they try to assimilate because it's the same thing when you do have a black man. Assimilate. And then they want you to do that. They want you to do that. They want you to think as an individual. That's why they prop out, prop up certain people. Like, oh, look, he's a surgeon general and, and this, you know what I'm saying? And they prop up certain black people that they want to, and they want to push the individual, uh, the individuality, like, oh, you're different. You got to be different. You got to be different. And it was like, oh. And some people like the compliment of, oh, oh, Shaniqua, you're not like all the rest of the black girls I ever met. You're different. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, Tracks. that's not a compliment. That's an insult. But at, but at the same time, it's like that's an insult. What are you trying to say? It's just a whole bunch of assimilation because you do you do have you have black men who will get a PhD and then run far from the hood, like and be like, oh, I'm not black. Let me get Becky, and I'm gonna have a whole bunch of biracial mm-hmm. children, and they'll never be able to trace my steps. Like God, you black, bro. But we don't do that. But the thing is, no, no, no. But what I'm saying, they still follow you around the store. They still won't follow you around. So, no, I'm trying to make your point. You're saying that we're all black at the end of the day, but they'll do that, and then they'll yeah. get so their nose will be so up in the air. And like you said, they have an individual spirit instead of having like the collective, and that's where we're at right now. People will get a degree or get a certain status yeah. and forget. I didn't. I'm in the military. I don't forget that. I okay. People might. Oh, well, she got this. She got no. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day too. So I'm black. <laughs> Same thing. Um, I have a friend who she's she's very well. She's got a good education, whatever, and she could afford nice things now. And she likes to buy them. Treat yourself. She, but she goes to the Chanel store and they treat her all kinds of crazy, and it makes no sense. And I'm like, I said, why even buy it if they treat you this way? And I kind of made a suggestion. I said, make your own freaking Chanel. Like, I said, girl, you got enough money, start your own brand, make your own. My thing is like, I feel like. I feel like we really need to start making our own stuff. Like, just, just make our own. I mean, I agree. And, 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 then, and then... But yeah, but at the end of the day, you still just like us. Even Oprah. They didn't let Oprah in that store. They didn't care if she was Oprah. They didn't st- stop her and be like, oh, she's an individual. That's Oprah, though. She's not any, like any other regular person. <laughs> no. They saw she was black. They didn't care how much money. They didn't care that she could buy But going back to what you were saying is the fact that sometimes I feel like black people, we don't have... we don't. We're desensitized yeah. to um, each other, and the, the other races are—they don't give us that same sensitivity, yeah. and we're desensitized to each other. With situations like with Oprah, with Oprah and Monique, I find that because honestly, I agree with Monique. Mm-hmm. I, I at first I was like, "Yo, what is she talking about?" But once you really sit down, and then with Oprah's action so far, it's just like you moving weird. You moving weird. So I feel like she is telling the truth. But the fact that you would even, they don't, you don't see Katie Couric blasting somebody else. You don't see it. But you've seen how Oprah, and I'm going to call the spade a spade. Tyler Perry, too, they could have kept that under wraps. If you felt some type of way to her, pull her to the side. But you don't see Caucasian people doing that to each other in the public. They're going to get their coin because they want to make sure that each other win. But you didn't do that to her. Y'all, y'all blackballed her. You blackballed another black woman. And that's a point blank period. That's how I feel 100%. Even Tyler Perry. No, no, no. I got to make this point because I'm going to lose it. We have Even no Tyler problem. Perry, and like I was saying before, black men, and I don't want to feel like I'm beating up on black men because there's mm-hmm. a lot of good ones out there, but why couldn't he pull her to the side? You did what a lot of black men do. I hate, but we put they push us out to the wolves and don't even, even if you want to cuss me out in private, don't do it in public. 
don't do me like that in public. We do each other like that in public. Exactly. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on you. I was like, I, was like, I had to make that point real quick. Because it is what it is, point blank, period. They, we did each other uh, dirty. They did her dirty. Even if you felt some type of way, you did her dirty in public in front of these white folks. Point blank. They did. My bad, I'm done. And my thing is, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, and my thing is, I said, I need to learn how to stay on code. Like, like, to be honest, like, just let me say my experience working. I remember I had this job at the airport and I was working there. And they, I remember one time they were trying to get on this one black girl about something, whatever. Me and her, we weren't that close. We didn't really talk. I said, but I kind of stayed on cold. I didn't ever speak bad about her. I didn't allow people to speak bad about her in my presence. Like, if they would say, oh, she doing this, she doing that. I said, well, maybe she needs to be retrained. Like, I didn't ever say, oh, dang. I was like, really? What? Why is she doing that? Y'all need to get rid of her. I was like, no, maybe she needs to be retrained. I was like, I said, maybe we, I said, maybe someone needs to take time with her. And I was like, maybe they should ha- uh, pair her up with somebody who knows what they're doing so she could fix so, I said, so she could learn better. Like, I, I stayed on cold. They stay on cold for their people Facts. and their community of other races. Like, I ain't ever been in a room at work and somebody was talking about somebody kind of like super, super bad and then allow you to interject like I'm just saying people know I'm staying on code and I feel like we all need them but we got that individual that individual mindset and then the thing is they try to create that in us they're like oh but you're different like no if we, if we, hmm? I said we got if we cared about our, our fellow brothers and we did what we needed to do as far as like sticking together no matter what because you have people out here like I said I don't think that I'm because I'm doing this or I'm doing that I'm better than somebody who works at McDonald's she's supposed to still be my sister right mm-hmm. she, we're still supposed to care about each other we've lost our way because when I watch exactly. I just watch Malcolm X and it, I, I don't know I, I'm watching black movies over because I feel like I wasn't paying attention when I was younger so <laughs> but I watched it again and I'm like the amount of people that, <laughs> even though the whole nation of Islam the whole situation happened whatever but the amount of people that was willing to they stood up for each other and they followed him and they believed in him and they believed in the mission for the greater good of each other. And they didn't practice individual mindset. They didn't practice no individual mindset. It was about a community and making everybody's life better. It wasn't just about one person and we all had the same goal and we trust each other. And that's a lot of things a lot of, uh, we lack in the black community. We don't trust each other. We don't work together. And it causes a lot of disruption. But we don't, they don't, we don't see mm-hmm. that. That is the whole idea. But the thing is, who taught you to hate your brother? Mm. Ain't that what Malcolm X said? Who taught you that? That's my thing. I like sometimes I said they taught you to do that. And how many so, times have you been walking somewhere or been somewhere and you see another know. black female and you're just like, mm, I'm not gonna say nothing to her. Mm. We do that. I don't do that. Mm. We do. That. I don't do that. I smile and sometimes she roll her eyes. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, man, that's just a loss. Where I'm, and my thing is like we the same. You know we the same, right? Like we are the same, and it's just like that that we lost in that situation. We lost because she got on this person. Like, her wig is this, and her it's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
she lost. But I don't take it in turn. Like, I, that's why I can't stand black women. See, that's why we ain't got, that's why I ain't talking to none of them. That's why I ain't got none of them as my friend. No, I just said, oh, that sister's lost. And, that's and then not even that, I've had a lot of, way. especially being in the military, I don't know, because we have this thing where I'll encounter somebody who outranks me as far as a black female, and she basically will try to give me her to kiss, and I'm like, bro, like, no, they don't do that. They don't do that to each other, but why we do this to each other? Exactly. And then she just has no love for me, and I'm like, did I do something? Like, that's how we do. That's how it is. It, it's really, but it in turn, when I meet somebody, and I meet somebody who might be lower enlisted than me, I treat them like I'm supposed to treat them. Exactly. I've had that happen to me multiple times. I'm like, what is your problem, lady? Mm -hmm. But my thing is, like, I feel like more of us should have a more forgiving nature. Like, me, myself, like, just like, you know, when I be saying hi and they'll say hi back, I have a forgiving nature. I'm like, oh, she lost. I remember one time I was walking somewhere. I used to go somewhere and do a trail. I would always wave or smile at this woman. She would never say nothing. And then one day she said, she said, good morning back. And she's like, I see you. She was afraid. Like she didn't, I'm like, I, if I'm smiling at you, it's okay. We should not be afraid of each other. We really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We need to learn that behavior and, and just chuck it up to they lost. But I'm up to me. I'm going to vouch for my people before I vouch for anybody else because people of other communities, they're going to vouch for their community before they vouch for you. Let's let's just tell the truth. But yeah, we just got to get on with a solid accord. And all in all, I just feel like we have to do better when it comes to nutrition and stuff like that. Like we do, we got to be. Yeah, we do. And it, and it's it's facts because I'll be in the gym when the gyms were open, and there wouldn't be that many black females in there. Like we got to do better. Like I think when I was going on little walks and trails and stuff, same thing. We got to do better. Yeah, I just see like they're out there getting their exercise in. Let go of the press and exercise. <laughs> you gotta let it go. Let yeah, it go. you gotta let yeah. <laughs> you gotta do let something. Go let go of the press. If you gotta exercise, let let it go. Like I gotta perm, I can't be sweating. Let your hair go. Like let it go. If you gotta work and you got a job and you can't spend time doing your hair, get braids and work out. But at the same get time do what you gotta do. But at the same time, like you do have you have places you have situations because we talked about health and pre-existing diseases and stuff like that um we there's in certain places they have food deserts where they don't get fresh vegetables and people are eating processed foods and people don't understand nutrition and you do have uh girls that are 14 15 years old busting out the seams like big you know what i'm saying because of all the press the the processed food and stuff like that we have to become better educated in when we're talking about health and what you're eating nobody's asking you to be size two or anything like that but we do need to do better we can't ignore the fact that we do have a high obesity rate yeah that's the truth i used to be a part of the rate like (laughs) so it's like it is what it is like you just need to get down and if you're storing and i just want to drop a little facts if you're storing a lot of fat in your midsection it's going to cause a lot more issues than somebody it depends on how you shape but at the same time you're just carrying a whole bunch of weight on your body that your heart's working harder your lungs are working harder and it's harder to fight diseases because you have a lot of weight on your body it's hard to get pregnant it can cause hair loss like there's a lot of factors that come into carrying a lot of weight exactly 
Because I know that's what we were originally mm-hmm. supposed to be talking about, and we got sidetracked, but it all goes together. I, we <laughs> coronavirus. Coronavirus. We this shit is real. real. <laughs> but that's funny. You want to share? Because I mean, I started this, this conversation. You're a vegan. Like, is there a reason why you became a vegan, mm-hmm. or just anything that you got going on? I know you don't you don't eat salt at all. Like, yeah. So, um, me myself, it started with a movie. I watched this movie. It's called Food Matters. And after I watched that movie, I was like, yeah, I'm done eating meat. I'm done with the dairy industry in general. Um, I also was reading the Bible. I did, I had did the Daniel fast before and I felt so good on that Daniel fast. And I was just like, I need to feel like this all the time. And then I had watched that movie and then it kind of, to me, that made me realize, I was like, well, the reason why I don't feel this good all the time is because, you know, I'm eating these certain foods. Um, and then at one point, I was eating only raw food for like a year. Like, I was a raw vegan. <laughs> but now I'm a cooking vegan. I ain't, I ain't that extreme. Um, I also was uh, learning about Dr. Savies, Alkaline Foods, and... The mu- the, mu- the mucus. Me, it was really about overall health. Yeah, mucus. And it was about overall health. And my thing was, it's like, you know, when you come from a past of like uh, major weight loss, like your main goal was, you know, to maintain, basically to maintain and, and you don't want to be like, you know, maintaining as in, you know, work out five hours a day, you know, eat this portion of the, you want to just make sure you could maintain and just be satisfied at the same time. That was my goal. And then when I started vegan, I was like, this is cool. I was like, I'm maintaining, I'm satisfied. Um, I even played around with it. I noticed when I gained a little bit of weight and I was still just eating vegan food and I was like, okay, this is vegan. I said, this happens when I eat vegan junk food, um, you know, or box food. And this also happens when I eat an excess of calories. So my thing was, I was like, okay, so it don't matter if you vegan, pescatarian, anything. I was like, you know, you eat an excess of calories, you gonna gain weight. And I was like, all right, that's a proven fact. I experienced it. I was like, okay, so I was like, but you know, I have the education, so I know. I was like, all right, so let me go ahead, lower my calorie intake for how much I work out so I get the weight off again. Um, But to me, it was all about health. And and then I took a health class also. And then I learned that diabetes is completely reversible. Yes, it is. And I was like, I never, first of all, I never knew that. And I was just like, and my teacher, she said, it's completely uh, reversible. She was like, all you have to do is change your diet she said, and lose weight. And I was just like, wait a minute. I said, people are literally dying from this and it's reversible. Like to me, that, that was just like, I said, no, there's no way to me that kind of changed my life. Cause I was just like, wait a minute. You know, I just always thought, you know, when people said that, like, especially my family, oh, I got diabetes. Like you just knew they were going to lose an arm, a leg and like, you know what I'm saying? You just knew that, that that was just going to be the end of their life. And I was just like, so that didn't even have to be the end of their life. And I was like, why do we accept this, you know? I try to tell other people, especially in my family, I try to, like, you know, work with them. But it's always a process with everybody. Like, I, like, I'm not trying to make the world vegan. You know what I'm saying? To me, as long as people are just eating healthy foods, you know, staying away from processed foods and just being living an all-around healthy lifestyle, whether it be vegan, whether it be pescatarian, Shoot, maybe you just eat meat, you know? Like, it doesn't matter. My thing is, like, as long as you're eating a healthy lifestyle, you're not eating the excess of calories and 
eating a lot of press up processed foods because my major thing was processed foods reading those labels and noticing that um with the fda like there's some stuff they don't even have to put on the label you know what i'm saying and it's just like what are these hormones doing to your body that was my thing i just and yeah hello hello Hello? Oh, snap. My bad. What happened? I don't know if I disconnected. We just took a short break. <laughs> but, um, my, th- my main goal is, like, because it, it, it's basically learning and basically teaching mm-hmm. and having information about certain things and how to... Cause this is, like, this is kind of stuff that I feel like it should be taught on some level, but it's not taught to us or we don't take initiative to go and figure it out because of, you know, how food originated when it came to slavery and all that jazz. You just eat what you got and eat it and then that's it. Like, you're just trying to survive. But I feel like we need to go back and revise the things that we do put in our body and realize that it can affect us in major ways. Totally agree. And spreading the word amongst the community. And being open-minded, because, you you know, sometimes yeah. older Black folks, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. What did you say? I said just being open-minded, because, you know, older Black folks, they ain't trying to hear about uh, eating healthy. They've been eating what they've been eating for years. Exactly. <laughs> and not that's why I don't force it on people. I don't force it on people. And, oh, and, and even just healthy eating because I'm not mm-hmm. vegan. Like I said, I'm a struggling pescatarian, but there's certain things that I draw the line. I don't do, first mm-hmm. of all, whole milk, cow's milk is trash. That's not meant for human consum- consumption, I believe. That's my philosophy. Um, okay. I don't eat pork and I don't eat beef. Like, mm-hmm. So mostly I eat seafood, stuff like that. But there's just certain things like you got to realize what is good for you, what is not. Like, Dairy causes inflammation in your body. Exactly. Um, and it doesn't. It, it, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be extreme. Like people don't have to go vegan. I mean, mm-hmm. getting frozen, and then it doesn't have to be expensive. Because even if you get frozen green beans and you're eating that, maybe you want you want to have a chicken breast or you want to have uh, some fish or whatever. You can do it like that, and you can get frozen fish or whatever. Everybody doesn't have the, the income to get fresh stuff or whatever. But frozen is better exactly. than canned. And canned is better than some type of nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Just trying to just trying to do better. Like that's all. Like and, and honestly, for me, I actively think when I wake up in the morning, I'm not gonna put in my body. How am I gonna treat myself this morning? Because mm-hmm. people live in emotional roller coasters, things happen to you. You might want to be like, you know, freak it all, I'm about to get a burger. Or freak it all, I'm about to do this. Yeah. Or, you know, some people are emotional eaters. I have to chin check myself okay. every time I feel some type of way. Like, you good. Ooh, girl. I get angry. Somebody make me angry. I want them Oreos. <laughs> like, that, that's just the truth. 
And also, the more um, the more you get educational about health and um, food and also healthy foods, like, you start seeing things differently. Like, back in the day, like, to be honest, like, if I was in my old mindset, like, a KFC donut sandwich, chicken, that would be like, ooh, I want to try that. I want to eat that. Like, but... In a new mindset, it's like that's disgusting. Like, why would why would I want to consume that many calories? Like, why do I want to consume something deep fried? Like, why? A glazed donut with a fried chicken patty, like. Yeah, but but sometimes when you like in my old mindset, like I would have, I would have been the first one. Like, oh yeah, I'm about to go get that. Sure. The amount of the amount, the amount of calories that I would eat in one meal and then have more meals after that, like have two more meals or have lunch and mm-hmm. then. My lunch would probably be like a thousand calories in the past, and then still have dinner. Like we, you would literally be gaining a pound a day, or something, mm-hmm. a half a pound a day. Like getting obese, and then you have diabetes. I would before I just went on some type of healing and weight loss journey and all that type of stuff and growth. I was pre-diabetic and didn't even know it. It was going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when you get educated about food and things, it changed your whole mindset. Because I used to just think, I was like, yeah, it's normal. Like, I, I could have fried chicken every single day. Like, fried foods every day, that's like, wh- what's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, so just so people know, when you, this is how you know when you're about to be, you're pre-diabetic. You know, I know somebody mm-hmm. out there got a cousin or somebody they've seen. When you have black, it looks like a contour on your face. It's on your cheek, going down your cheek. Or you have blackness on your neck. Or you have, like, the skin tags. That is toxins coming from your skin. You are about to be pre-diabetic. You have so much toxicness in your skin that is coming through your cheeks, coming through the back of your neck, and you have tags all over your neck. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We totally left COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what that's what I'm saying is it's educational because they're yeah. trying to paint this picture that black folks have you know know, all these issues but we do need to we need to do better is all I'm saying and these are ways and not too long ago you know rewind eight years ago I was one of those I was obese I'm obese me too 240 pounds to be exact So that's that's pretty much what this this was about. It went on a couple rants and a couple tangents, but <laughs> <laughs> it really did. <laughs> but if if like and I'm all about whatever and every and and another thing that I feel like us us African American black folks, whatever you want to call us, once we learn something new, share it. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Exactly. We don't do that. We will learn something new and watch another person struggle. That's that individual mindset, yeah. and it's it, it's really unfortunate as a collective because we're judged as a collective, we're viewed as a collective. So, what what's the purpose of you having this individual mindset when you're still viewed by others as a collective? Come on now, make it make sense. I don't know. I feel I feel like I got everything I needed to say out because it was just a lot. <laughs> Me too. My, my main thing is like stop stop thinking as an individual. Think of it as collective, because we're judged as a collective. Right? You're not that. 
You think you're going to be that one like, guy? Oh, yeah, we like you. Come to the party. We love you. Come to the barbecue. Like, no. No, you're black. You're black at the end of the day, guy. Just like there's a whole sector of African-American people who are educated about health and fitness and practice it and, you know, do all that. I was like, but we were still lumped in. Oh, black people get the COVID-19, even though it's pre-existing uh, conditions. Yeah. They didn't say a, a small sectors. They didn't say black people who have pre-existing conditions. They said black people. So they judge us and speak on us as a collective. So if we know something that will help better our community, share it. And not to mention, if you're a black business owner and you open up a gym, let's not go to the normal places like Orange County and LA and stuff like that. Take it to Alabama. Take it to South Carolina. Exactly. Take it to places where people need it. If you if you really about that life and you say you're the greatest personal trainer or you're the great you have the greatest gym, you should be able to get these people to come into your gym. South Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana. Exactly. Because sometimes there's no access to resources. No, they're, like in, they're in food deserts and people don't open. Yes. They're, they're, there have been factories there that have been closed down. So those people that were living there and now the factory's gone, they can't get to a Walmart. It's like 12 miles away. That's what um, wasn't Michelle Obama was trying to counteract that whole situation, food deserts, and get them fresh food. So I feel like if there's a business owner, take your business where somebody can use it. People in California, they fit. They good for the most part. For real. Like, they get it. <laughs> Colorado, it's like a they life. get it. <laughs> they get it. You got to go to those communities where it's not really, like, institutionalized or taught. So I just want to make that point real quick. But I think I said everything mm-hmm. I need to say. Did you do anything you want to touch on before we close out? We done had a whole little, we had a short little history lesson and everything. <laughs> I said everything. <laughs> okay. Learn about the slave trade, the underdog. I was going to pull out some books. I'm like, all right, you guys turn to page 49. <laughs> <laughs> and in ruination, because I want to teach y'all things. But that was good about the whole, because people use that all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, black people slowed, they, they the one that sold their slaves to the People don't know the actual facts. Like people just say stuff. Don't know. The practices, yeah, their practices were different, and they didn't know what was gonna happen. Like, how did they know? <laughs> Shoot. But like I always say, and, and everybody must know that I feel like black people are the most welcoming people. We don't hate nobody because we know what it feels to be hated on. So, in this podcast, this was just us venting and letting our thoughts out. So exactly. if you feel offended. I welcome any podcaster, black, white, Hispanic, Native American to come mm-hmm. on and we can talk because I'm all about talking. No hostility, no negativity. And well, like what I want to kind of say for black people in general, um, I know we're welcoming people and we should stay that way. But at the same time, uh, it's not wrong sometimes to be exclusive. So everybody can't come to the barbecue, Uh-oh. to the cookout. <laughs> now everybody can come to the cookout. Sometimes it's good for yourself because um, other cultures have that. Other cultures do have things to their self, whether it be groups, whether it be little wine clubs, like, you know, sometimes being exclusive is, is not bad. It's just creating a safe space because you're not exclusive in your life. That's true. That's true. So I'm, I'm going to say. Because we're not exclusive in our life. Like, you have friends of different races, you have co of different races, but like, you know, if you want to have a club, 
of celebrating black beauty or something like that. I was like, you can do that. Like, it's okay to be exclusive because some people do have clubs like that. They have the Jewish coalition. They have all the Italian. They have all oh, that. That's stuff. why the government so, called the Black Panther Party um, a bunch of radicals and terrorists. <laughs> oops, oops. Oops, exactly. oops. Did I say that? Oops, my bad. But <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm saying is, like, sometimes it's okay to be exclusive. Like, if you created something for uh, Black empowerment or Black uplifting or just a safe space, um, just keep that place a safe space. And there's nothing wrong with that. You could create two of them. You know what I'm saying? You can have a book club with all your friends from co-workers to friends from all different races and then you can also have a different book club where it's just you so they could vent and um, talk about their experiences that people are not, that other people will not experience. No, and I, I totally so, understand about the, you know, but it, and it's not being bad because honestly, there's a lot of other cultures and nationalities do it. They do have exclusive things. So, well, I mean, anybody who listens to this is non-black. You can already see the title of the Black Girl, Black Girl Coffee Shop podcast. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and follow on IG. But at the same yeah. time, I'm, I welcome it because I like different points of view. I want to know. Yeah, I'm the type of person where I never met a Dominican until I joined the military. I'm like, well, what is a Dominican? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I had to research. I didn't know. I'm be honest. But I'm the type of person is I inquiry minds want to know. I want to know how you think. So if there is a Caucasian podcaster or Native American or whoever wants to come on because they want to rebuttal or yeah. they want to say something like, you know what I'm saying? I'm good with that because I'm all about yeah. the debate. I love the exactly. debate. It's my thing. But I get what yeah. you're saying. Like, sometimes it is okay to be like, nah, yeah. G, we good. To be exclusive. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about and I because I see a lot of it, especially on like social media, like I'll see a black it's called a, a page called Black Love, and then they'll just have interracial couples on there. And I was just like, uh, okay. now you gotta follow. You gotta follow the one on Instagram. It's called Black Love, and it's all black, like black, black, brown people. Yeah, okay. And I, I, they never let me down. Yeah, I'll be seeing the black couples, black couples. Yeah. So yeah, and it's just like, why can't y'all be exclusive? There's other pages where they have they have uh, interracial couple page. They have a biracial like like they have pages. You know what I'm saying? Where you wouldn't be on so. Just little thoughts putting your little heads. That's it. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just little thoughts. Just, just little like it's okay. Like for some reason people think like there's something wrong if you do that. Like I feel like no, it's it's nothing wrong. I I, I definitely agree. Wrong. Like I one hundred percent agree. Like there's nothing wrong because we don't even live life exclusively. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, so if you want to just create a safe space for you. Like you should be able to without judgment because oh, there's definitely a lot of um, exactly, and even some people have it like cigar clubs. I don't think there's women in cigar clubs. Come on now, and they have all men's clubs. Like there's some some things are just exclusive, and it's it's not it's not being discriminatory against people. Oh. But yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go ahead and close it out. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> this is Black Girl Coffee Shop where we sip coffee and not tea. You guys are awesome. Bye. <laughs>